0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Major Crush. I'm here with Lou Zant and this is Meredith Griffin and we are so excited today because we actually have the opportunity to speak with someone who's originates from France and that's was have been making great wine in Bordeaux and now is making wine here in Sonoma Valley. So I want to introduce Claire Lorton and the winery they have here in Sonoma is a Kaibo and it's here up on Chalk Hill. It's- everyone just to give you a little insight into why this interview is so cool is we're getting to actually talk to someone who has roots in Bordeaux and has families generations of family making wine over in Bordeaux so she's a French person who came to Sonoma to make wine it's such a cool opportunity to get to talk to her you
1: have no idea how excited Meredith and I are about this podcast guys, uh, we're talking everything in the world is compared to French wines. And that's where they're from. That's their roots. She even says that some of their vines were 2,000 years old.
0: It's so cool. So let's just, let's listen in. Let's listen to this.
1: How beautiful is that drive? A beautiful drive
0: up here in this property is Amazing, especially right now at harvest season, You're, colors changing uh, and everything. But I think just to get started, I think I think our listeners and I know we are just so excited to hear about your story. I mean, starting in France and what ended up bringing you here to Sonoma. So thank you so much for this your time today. And thank you. Thank tell you us so about you. you.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, thank you for coming and uh, sorry for my English. I, I my my students speak a lot better English than me. Oh, we well, will we'll get there. I say <laughs> you I think it sounds.
0: Great! I always say, "Pardon our French," so we'll be cr- we'll yeah. be a great pair.
2: <laughs> so my family, um, my family owned vineyards for three generations. So I I had the luck, and I was very fortunate to iner- to inheritate of beautiful chateaus in Bordeaux. So two classified growths. Uh, from 1855, uh, Chateau Aubage Libéral, which is in Poyac, and Chateau Ferriere, which is in Margaux. So I, w- I started to manage them very young. Uh, in, uh, I started in 1993 uh, and I met my husband in 1994. My husband uh, is from a big family also. Uh, who has a lot of chateaux, uh, and he owned chateau d'Urfeau Vivance. Oh. So, and his name is Lurton. Uh, my name, my grandfather's name, was Merlot, as the varietal. Oh, oh was well, really? really oh. a really great name? <laughs> but yeah. uh, he started to invest in the Médoc, and Médoc is very uh, more, more well known for the Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. So Merlot is very few for us. And uh,
0: uh, he was in the wrong spot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so, today, I always worked for my, for my chateau, Chateau Bage and Chateau Ferrière, and my family has a lot of châteaux too, my uncle has Chateau Griol Rose, my sister owns Chateau Chasplin, Chateau Camensac with my uncle, we have uh, uh, other, other chateaus and other company, wine company. But I'm not managing them anymore. And uh, my family in law, Gonzague family, so the Lurton family has a lot of chateaux too. Uh, there is Bran Cantonac for his brother, Limens, uh, which is the first yeah. classified growth in Sauternes. There is uh, uh, Desmiray, Georges. So the,
1: uh, both in Bordeaux and outside okay. of Bordeaux. Just Such Bordeaux. Are... Ju- I just.
2: focus on bordeaux but there is also outside so uh, i will say the family in heritage is in bordeaux so between my family and my family-in-law we own uh, nearly 20 chateaus and i think more than 12 are classified so we are the biggest family uh, in bordeaux today and uh, because of my and his family my cousin François uh, started to invest also all over the world. So uh, François Lurton uh, made wine in Chile, Argentina, Spain, Portugal is a very uh, uh, open-minded guy and go uh, all over the world. And um, I always heard, we always heard about my father-in-law, Gonzaga's 10 brothers and sisters. Oh, 10 wow. brothers yes, and
0: sisters? Yeah, wow. and all
2: on chateaus.
0: That's, and really a
1: That's a wine family. Yeah, yeah. Even
0: <laughs> if you know your wine. Claire's going to go into first growth, second growth, which all has to do Lou and I kind of alluded to it in our Bordeaux episode, the 1855 classification, which is really just um the Médoc and Sauternes. So Claire's going to go into this and talk about first growth, second growth, third growth. So we just want to give you a heads up because that's not that's very old world France, not new world. So it can be kind of confusing. Yeah,
1: and what it what what it was is Napoleon the 3rd wanted to showcase wines at the at the World's Fair. And he asked the merchants, not the, not the wine. There are no winemakers in France, yeah. first of all. Yeah. So the the person he asked were the people that were buying the wines and brokering the wines. And he goes, guys, what are the most delicious ones? What are the best ones? And those are the first growth. And there was like four or five. Then And they were the most expensive. Then what's the next category? That's the second growth. Those are the, the ones that are just one stage below it. And then there was third, fourth, and fifth, but that's locked in. Then there are some classifications that came in the 90s, which we'll talk about. But when you think about it, Clare and Gonzaga, their families come from owning vineyards. Today, on the left bank of Bordeaux, you have Chateau de Fort Vivins, which is a Grand Cru class in Margot. You have Chateau Ferrer, which is a second, a third Grand Cru class in Margot and Chateau haute begis Liberal, which glad is you're fifth, that off, excuse Blue. my French, fifth, fifth Grand Cru in Puillac. and Chateau Le Gros, which is in Margaux. So these are the, the privilege to mm. sit here and learn. And I know when she says these names, it's so fast, yeah. but hang in there and look it up on their website. Uh, and you in know, our show notes. In our show notes, and we'll go through it with you. And I were talking, when you say uh, you're the three of them were second growth. Explain to our listeners what yeah. the difference.
2: Yeah. So classification. So there is plenty of classification and there is recent classification, more older classification. I think for the cust for the, the final customer it's very important to, to know where I do too. Yeah. So, but there is one classification, which is the oldest as a historic monument, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the first.
1: Which was the 1855. Yeah. Okay. Napoleon III.
2: Absolutely. So I would like to explain a little bit Bordeaux at this point of time. No, that would be great. because it's confusing, I think, for a oh, lot of people, yeah. and they don't understand it. But you, yeah.
1: you've lived it. You yeah, grew up in uh, it. Yeah,
0: you have yeah.
2: to breathe, you know, it's very clear in my that's head. That's pretty exciting to Meredith and I. Yeah, very is. much. No, it's very, it's, it's um, because there is a lot of wines in Bordeaux. So you have recent classification, but uh, our Chateau does exist for more than three, four hundred years. Wow. Uh, The vines in Bordeaux does exist for 2,000 years. But the starting of our château, you know, the beginning of the plantation of our château and the name was created mostly in the 17th century. Uh, Bordeaux was a very important port uh, with a lot of uh, trade all over the world and uh, a lot of wealthy people. And it's why Bordeaux is so beautiful today. And uh, I invite everybody who listen to me, if they plan to come in France, please come in Bordeaux. It's a UNESCO today, uh, classified as a UNESCO site. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Bordeaux is 18th century, 17th and 18th century. It's beautiful. And you can go to the wine region, to the Medoc, to uh, Saint-Emilion. And in my chateau I have a tasting room too. I have a tasting room in Chateau Ferriere, a tasting room in Chateau Aubage Liberal, where we are able to receive people uh, all the la- day oh, long. nice. Uh, which is important because Bordeaux was not as open as here for mm. the public. Because we sell the wine to the trade, we don't sell directly. We sell to the oh, Negotiants Interesting. For but, 300 years. So you can't. For 300
1: have... years, you sell to the Negotiants. Yeah,
2: and it's the negociant well, did the classification. Yeah.
1: Well, that's how Bordeaux started
2: with negociants on the river. and it's the negociant who did the classification. It's not owner.
1: Yeah, that was the, that's who came up with the yeah. classification. Oh. I know Napoleon got them to do it. Um Now here, do you sell your wines in your Sonoma wines? Uh, do they all go direct to consumer?
2: Uh, yeah, we sell by this tasting room,
1: uh, yeah, which is in Heidsburg. We sell yeah.
2: directly. We have wine club. Cool. Absolutely. Okay. You know, we 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 copy the things which are working well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we learned a lot. You know, we learned a lot from here, uh-huh. and uh, and especially in the in the distribution. And it's why I opened my tasting room in Bordeaux because I was thinking that it's so important to be open. We we travel all over the world to present our wines, uh-huh. but we need. To receive people very well, because when they are coming to see us, we need to be open all yes. the day and uh, to yep. uh, and to uh, to organize nice things for them. So. So now it's increasing, most, um, more and more chateaus are opening their tasting rooms. But that wasn't common before. No, you absolutely You couldn't just drive oh, and yeah. go in to do no, a tasting. I, yeah. yeah, years
1: ago, mm. it was okay. next to impossible yeah. to find a tasting room.
2: So to come back to the past, because it's, everything is like, as an explanation. So because at the 17th, 18th century, um, most of the aristocrats, the noble people, yes. who had a lot of money and who trade and have money from their family, Uh, wanted to purchase and to pour the best wine they could to their friends you know and most of the aristocrats didn't work but some of them was made trade but they were very wealthy they had beautiful houses in bordeaux we say hotel particulier you know it's as a private hotel but it's not an hotel it's just a house for receiving their friends and they purchased some vineyards and they created chateaux in the medoc because medoc was uh, close to bordeaux mm. in, and uh, they they realized that it's, it's a place where we can produce the best wine because it's very poor the soil is very very poor we can't grow corn we can't grow wheat it's very gravelly very gravelly yeah. sandy so they realized that the wine has a wonderful concentration there mm-hmm. so they started to uh, to buy some vines and to create a chateau and to create a name. So Chateau Ferrière, my chateau in Margaux, it's Mr. Ferrière. At the 17th century, he was a noble, he was an aristocrat. He had a lot of boats and people were trading for him. And uh, he created Chateau Ferrière. Wow. Mr. Liberal uh, went in Poyac and he bought the best blocks, high badges of the village. South Poyac. So he went, oh means high, so he bought okay. some uh, vines in the highest place of Bage and he said, oh Bage liberal. So he, he gave this his name to uh, the chateau, and uh, Durfort Vivins, it's the same, it's the comte de Durfort, a noble aristocrat. Durfort
1: Vign- Vivins.
2: Yeah, so it was the comte de Durfort de Vivins who created this chateau at the 17th century. So wow. everything was, uh, you know, a sign of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, aristocracy, you know, to have a chateau in the Médoc. Médoc was the first area uh, where you could find the best and the more expensive wines. So my father-in-law uh, went many times in uh, California and he felt love with Sonoma. And uh, he always said, if you have something to do in, in, in terms of growing vines, go to Sonoma. So, we started to make some research in Sonoma, so it was uh, nearly 10 years ago, and uh, we we bought this uh, beautiful property in 2012, so 2012, it's a
0: beautiful property. Thank
2: you, and uh, in fact, uh, we have vineyard, it has vineyard, but it has no winery, so we built a winery, we removed everything, we removed one part of the vineyard to uh, be focused on uh, Cabernet and uh, and Merlot, but especially Cavernay Sauvignon. Okay. And uh, so my husband always worked for Durfort. France. I always worked only for Aubages and Ferrier. We never worked together. No. Only three children, so uh, which is Yeah, we worked on having three kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three kids is a lot now of we work. That was your work together. <laughs> and we were, we were happy with this uh, work. <laughs> so, and we, so for Akaibo, we worked together. And it's the first time we worked together, which is uh, wonderful.
0: And what was it about Chalk Hill? So this area, yeah. that made you, but spoke to you.
2: Yeah, in fact, when we started to make some research, we didn't know where to go, and uh, we visited many places in Dry Creek, Alexander Valley, many places. We wanted to be focused on Bordeaux varietals because we know how to make wine with yeah, that. Sure. That's your. That's your. We love Pinot Noir, but uh, we prefer to, you know, prefer to drink than to to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we were focused there, and uh, in fact, by coincidence by um, friends who gi- gave us very good advices, we, we, we tried many, many wines. Mm-hmm. And uh, to find the wine that we l- like, you know, yeah. we don't want, we didn't want to be in a hot spot. We wanted to be in elevation mm-hmm. uh, because for us, uh, mountain vineyard is a lot, a lot better because less heat during the day yes. and uh, less cold during the night uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, and we realized that uh, most of the wines we'd like was Montaigne, uh, Montaigne vineyards yeah. okay. as, as Napa and then Sonoma we, uh-huh. so we are focused on mountain vineyards and uh, so we knew that it was between Night Valley, Alexander Valley and Chalk Hill but yeah. we didn't okay. know where and in fact just before to visit this place uh, my husband Gonzague uh, met uh, Pierre Seillon, Pierre Seillon is a winemaker of, of Verité Verite, it's a beautiful, you know, Verite, yes. I don't know yeah. how to say in English, Verite? Verente, Verentes, V-E-R-I-T-A-S, yeah, it's yeah. A
1: ver- yeah. Veritas, Veritas. people will probably say
2: it Latin-like,
1: right, they
0: yeah.
2: would
1: say Veritas, or yeah.
2: Ver- yeah, yeah, so we say Verite, it's, it's owned by Kanda Jackson, but they try to make the best wine that they, um, it's uh, $400 a $400 bottle, and yes. uh, Is yeah, it's huge, really?
1: it's out, you see it when you're coming over here, oh, when I you cut it. through from Napa to here, you pass it. Okay. They had uh, big, big, 10,
2: big, uh, 100 uh, Parker. Yeah. So 10 scores uh, with 100.
1: Let's take a beat here for a second, yeah. Meredith. I mean, what she's saying is unbelievable. It's
0: so interesting.
1: She only, you know, she and Gonzaga, they only know the style and the, and the all the reasons. And that make great And the philosophies that make great wines. Yeah. So they come to Sonoma. They're trying to find a, a, a vineyard mm-hmm. to... to, to uh, Grow Bordeaux-style wines. And they chose Sonoma, mm-hmm. which you and I asked, what? For yeah. ca- oh, because they wanted to do Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. And all we hear about up here, guys, is Napa Cab, Napa mm-hmm. Cab. But, you know, the style that they were going for was it's, critical.
0: It's critical. And if you think of... So Sonoma's cooler more than Napa and in Bordeaux. They have a hard time ripening their grapes sometimes because it's cool there. Exactly, cool weather. And
1: then she wanted more of a mountain.
0: Mountain. That was a big thing. Mountain vineyards. And again, it has to do with that. Fog. It doesn't fog. And she said how it doesn't get as hot during the day and as cool at night.
1: Cooler at night. And and slopes and um, everything that she went into. It's so awesome, and it's, it's all kind of really so familiar with. The Madoc area of Bordeaux.
0: And she's just taking all the experience of her and Gonzaga's family in wine and applying it here in California.
2: My husband tasted all the wines from Verite because Pierre Seillon was uh, doing his uh, blend. Elvin and he tastes the wine and he what said. Were they doing
1: Bordeaux blends? Yes. Too?
2: Yeah, yeah. We do that here too, yeah. and. Um, so he tasted the wine and he said uh, it's amazing wine. It's where we need to be, and this estate was on the market. Okay. Not on the market, but started to be on the market. He was thinking to to sell this estate. So we visited. My husband visited. I was in France. My husband visited the estate and say uh, and called me and said I found. It's everything and, you uh, wanted, right? Yeah. So I we could see it. that. Serendipity, right there, just timing. So Akaibo, Akaibo. In fact, uh, when we created this uh, brand, because it doesn't exist, uh, in fact, Akaibo uh, represents uh, the logo of the, of the estate. The is little
1: swirling. Three fishes, you know. Yeah, that's what an Akaibo is.
2: Yeah, because in fact, three fishes is our logo. Three fishes represent, um, you know, Bordeaux logo is three moons. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's a declination of three moons. Uh, we have three children. We have three classified growth. We have three pounds of the estate. The name of the estate is Trinity. That's three. Yeah. And we also have three varieties: Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc. Uh, I
1: think you probably ought to call it something with three. <laughs> we <Yeah>. love three. <laughs>
2: and Akaibo means three fishes, but in Pomo. Pomo was the native Indian American language. Uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, it was a tribe, oh, we are no. living in okay. uh, so oh. me, but Aka means fishes, oh. and Ibo means three. Oh, I love that. Oh. I always love learning the behind it. But, Yeah, three
0: definitely.
2: Yeah, a long same. story, so if, uh, it's long to explain the story, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah. No, but it's and so so we worked together on that. and uh, So we moved here with the three children <laughs> uh, in 2014. 2014. Really? For, for three years. <laughs> okay, but in
0: 2012 is when you ended up yes. starting? And that's when you started yes. growing the vines and everything?
2: But we custom crushed. We custom crushed. And in fact, the first uh, t- the first year in our facilities was uh, 2014. Okay. We were building the new facilities, but we did the wine in the old facilities. Nice. So and how many hmm.
1: acres do you have under vine?
2: 24. Perfect. So we have uh, five of Merlot and one with Cap Franc and 19 of Cap Sauvignon.
1: Oh my gosh, we could have spent so much time with Claire learning about Akaibo's Bordeaux style of winemaking just because it's so interesting. I mean, to replicate what's going on for, what, since the 13th century over here in Sonoma? Crazy. But what we decided to do, we followed Claire into the heart of, their, of her winery to learn a little bit more about how she and Gonzaga replicated that growing process.
2: Because we we don't irrigate, or we just irrigate one time during the verison. We are very uh, 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 focused on the water, because in Bordeaux, uh, the big vintage is when there is no water yeah. mm-hmm. and when it's very dry. And when we came, here, do you
1: dry farm?
2: Uh, here, nearly just we had water at the verison, at the changing of color. It's the uh, only time we do, uh, do. watering. Okay, and there. The rest of the time, we, we don't irrigate. Why at that time? Because what? in Bordeaux, we always have a storm beginning of it, August. Yeah. And we always ah. expect it. In, in. And when we don't have this storm, we don't have water at this time. The Vérezon is so long <gasps> and the vine so far. So we don't want water in June, July, but we want water at the beginning of August and we don't want water after that. Yeah. So. So you when we came here, That's your history, like <laughs> That's all it. education, yeah, it's experience. The yeah. butt the ham. Yeah. So when we came here, we realized that most of the people were irrigated all the time, and uh, from one week to the other, you know, they were irrigated every week, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for the roots to go very deep, uh, we can't do that because the deep, after the roots are very shallow yeah. and uh, they are more sensible about the heat and the dryness. So we completely changed and we worked with a French company. They are based in uh, Auckland, so they are American, but uh, the founder is a French guy. And we installed in the vineyard some measurements uh, which measure the sap flow. Um. And uh, it's very it's very uh, complex. But in this measurement, we exactly know when uh, the vines need water or not, because we have other tools. Right, right. We have other tools, but these tools are not very precise. And with the sap flow, it's very expensive because it's ten thousand, uh, it's six thousand uh, euros per sap flow, and oh, we install it in different euros. blocks. Uh, no dollars, sorry. Oh, uh-huh. dollars. Okay, I was going to say, wow, so <laughs> it's quite expensive. Yeah. But uh, we compl- in each block no not in each block we do that on three blocks three blocks okay. and uh, now we we start to know very well the vines but at the beginning it was so useful because we realized that uh, water is not an issue and when we saw that the vines start to collapse you know the leaves start, yeah we didn't have to water because the vines had water and uh, the only period of time where the vines needed water because it's everything is rely with the computer software and we have all the you know they work for now nearly 15 years more than 10 years so they have a very good knowledge so we knew when the vines needed water and they just needed water at the veraison. wow that's cool that's that makes it very special that's what a gorgeous
0: barn. so
2: the good thing is uh we can arrive we can uh, pick the grapes very uh, early, early okay. earlier than uh-huh. it was in the past and we can uh, we can have t- we are under 24 bricks under 24 uh, yeah so sometimes keep, a little you know which between. is
1: very French
2: yeah it's yeah, so the that alcohol level yeah. low. That's so the magic. never 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 uh, never more than uh, twenty-four point five or twenty. This year we had a block at twenty-five, but the other was twenty-three point seven. So okay. the blend will be okay, and we never acidified. We have natural acidity oh. because we don't irrigate, yeah. so it's more concentrated.
0: Right. Oh, it's perfect! I love
2: the science. Mm. I do <laughs> it's the balance of to what she's saying. Knowledge it's science, and science, but there's a little bit of yeah. yeah the, the R- no R- R- science, and it's, what is good is the science explained the uh, yeah. knowledge. The science explained the. Ancestral uh, tradition.
0: Yeah. The, the part of the irrigation was so interesting because dry farm, and we will not want to get too much into this, but irrigation, you don't want to give vines too much water. So a lot of people don't irrigate or they do irrigate. Oh, cool. She believed in... Not too much water, but at this one particular time during Verizon, because in the Medoc, where in Bordeaux, where they grow vines, it always rains at that time of year. In August. So she's using something that happened in the natural world to just water their grapes at one time. I thought that that just blew it me away. Blew me
1: away. And to do that, they they bought incredibly expensive gauges, mm. like six thousand a piece, put it in three different places, only to find out that was the perfect time to add water
0: yeah i think
1: unbelievable that was
0: amazing and the only other thing i think we should comment on because i think some people might hear it she said you know poor soil you think poor soil yeah vines want don't want good soil if they get too much nutrients you don't what it does is it causes more growth of the green parts the leaves and the stems you don't want those to grow as much you want the grapes to grow so you actually want lower nutrients in the soil which i think is that's you just know. crazy.
1: It doesn't make sense, but I can tell you this: that Cabernet Sauvignon that you and I tried with her, and
0: that Merlot,
1: and the Merlot was ridiculous, but that Cab was so kind of different than what m- most you and I are used to, yeah, but... but yet so unbelievably delicious.
0: It was—I would call it very elegant, elegant, A very elegant. Not like some of the other wines we've had.
2: So which, this is the... So, it's the single variety. Okay. Uh, it's the Merlot. It's, we say block two, because it's a block, uh, it's a single block. And uh, at the beginning, uh, this block went to the Akaibo. But uh, I think after, um, the Merlot was not as good as we expected. And okay. now it's coming again, one part in the Merlot in the, in the Akaibo. but because akaibo was probably 40% Merlot in 12 and 13, uh-huh. um, 14 the Merlot was not as good and, and especially the, because we needed to be more than 75% cab, so yeah. we did a special Merlot oh cuvee. Even if it's not very fashionable, people, when they, they say, we say, do you want to taste Merlot? No, no, we don't want Merlot. So taste the wine. Yeah. Wow, it's a Merlot, it's very good, that's it's delicious. I love,
0: love Merlot, I love Merlot, so why like all it's wine? It's my
1: favorite variety. I really,
0: really enjoy Merlot. Really? So I'm excited, I love finding, no, but I love the French
2: style of Merlot. say oh this wine must be good because it's very black you know you have wonderful wines which are not very dense in color Pinot Noir. exactly or even some Cabernet you know
1: Grenache.
2: yeah and the color and you can have very dark wine which is it's disgusting you know? yeah it's so mm-hmm. I don't watch that I just watch the color to see the brightness and uh, if it's more blue than uh, yellow you know because older it is, more the yellow is coming and more the orange is coming, yes. you know? You yes. just to have an indication of the... Of the, of the, of the but I don't watch very much the color. And then, of course, the nose, you must be very fruity.
1: And this is a 16? Yeah, it's a
2: 2016, yeah.
0: God,
1: this nose, the palette. I'm calling so the complex. best I've ever had in it's my life. It's
0: really complex. You get so many
2: different... Yeah, so, yeah, I'm very focused on the fruit
0: we
1: work a lot so on. soft and, the, and uh, you know what I love is the acidity in this is natural
2: yeah so we never acidified as I told you yeah
1: it's just like you know what I mean it's like yeah. um, and this is again this is why I've been so big on Sonoma you guys are letting the grape express what it wants to express you're not forcing it no and you know
2: we are in organic in biodynamic and uh, we don't uh, in the cellar. we are not um, uh, we don't force you know. Uh, we start with co- uh, cold soak during five days, four or five days and then the ferm- fermentation starts never more than 75 by night. Uh, you know, we don't want to extract too much and uh, and as soon as it's dry we uh, separate the skin and the juice and it's going on the malolactic in barrier. So we don't have... Um, so uh, you
1: keep it at 75 degrees? Is that what you said? yeah is
2: no 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 degrees uh, Fahrenheit yeah, yeah Fahrenheit yeah, not more no, not so very
1: just very slow yeah and then you do free run correct
2: yeah and after we press we have a wonderful pressoir a vertical pressoir. and the press is uh, I will say it's as a paper and the salt and plate. you we had 12 to 15 percent press wine in the wine but we do a selection of press so we press mm-hmm. we feel barrel with the press the wine from the press yeah so perhaps at the end of the harvest we have uh, 50 different barrels full of press and we taste all these barrels and we rate them in function of the quality of the tannins so the best and polished tannins and the fatness more fat it is better will be the, the grade so we we have a different rate a b c d and we put all the a together and we blend uh, Akaibo with the best press and we use press in function of the blend. And uh, you know, so you don't have to extract too much. All the tannins will come with the press and we can exactly add the press that we want. So, because the most important for us is the quality of the tannins. The tannins, that's what you... Here's, cheers. Thank cheers. You. And I, I wish and more yes. people
1: would pay attention to the tannin structure. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so important.
1: So we always try to end it with food. So you are from the land of incredible food mm-hmm. and kind of pretty much probably invented pairing
2: mm. in
1: France, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. What's, so how do you, how, what's your approach on pairing food and wine? Oh,
2: I will say, you know, uh, I'm not a sommelier. I like to eat. I like to drink. So usually <laughs> that's when all, that's all we all are. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so when I go to the restaurant, I first order the wine. Oh yes. And then I order the plates. But the plate I love fish, for example. Uh-huh. So I always order fish. And you know, fish and wine does work very well. Uh, red wine does work very well. Sure, exactly. Sometimes think... it's not a fusion like that, but it's right. work. You know, the only thing that you have to to um, to avoid. Is when it's too spicy uh-huh. or too sugar. Yes. When it's too much sugar, the acidity of the wine is too strong. Right. So. In America, there is a lot of sugar everywhere. Yeah. A small amount of sugar, it's okay. You know, but not too much. Yeah. And uh, so, no sugar, plant. and it great doesn't plant. work on the oysters. Oysters? Uh, yeah, no well, I, you Champagne? Yeah, <laughs> <know. Champagne laughs> or, or, or white. or white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, but in Japan, I made some wonderful discovery. I had some oysters with Pinot Noir with burgundy or margot oh, wine. Yeah, yeah. It could work, but the oysters in Japan are different than, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. they are very, uh, uh, not as... The yod, yod, yod. It's not as briny or not as... Certain oyster doesn't work. Um, but I will say... No, yeah, oh my, yeah. No, no, I was thinking about something which is not working with the wine. But most of the food is matching well. If it's not too much spicy, not too much sugar, yeah. everything is working. I love
0: that you're saying going with the fish, because I love big, bold red wines. And so often you're told you can't do that with fish. You have to it. have and And so I love when you're coming from it. Yes, you know, go great with fish.
2: I always, uh, we have a lot of lunch at Ferriere, Aubage Libéral, or Durfort. We, we receive our customers. So we, we organize lunch, or dinner. I always have uh, the main plate is fish. Always. always. But what about well,
1: like well, a yeah. marinara or one of the of more course. acidic Italian sauces?
2: Yeah. What if would it's you not, too paper, not too pepper, not too. If there is not too much uh, spices, uh, it works very well. Okay. Everything. you know, pasta, carbonara, meat, fish. Uh, when uh, it's uh, fish is working very well too. Um, everything is working. You know. There is a lot of wines, all the wines are different, and, and the food, you know, it's very rare when it's absolutely not working together. Most of the time it's working and you have to, not too intellectual, you know? I think it must be pleasure, you know? So, uh, yeah, so, and sometimes if it's not matching completely well, you drink first and you eat after, you know? I <laughs> like yeah. that way. <laughs>
0: To this episode of Major Crush. Be sure to check out our show notes to learn more about Akaibo Winery and all of the wines Claire lerton graciously shared with Meredith and Lou. We've also included some information on the Akaibo Tasting Room located in Healdsburg, California, as well as a link to their website so you can check out their selection of California and imported French wines. On behalf of Meredith and Lou, it was a pleasure introducing you to this totally crush-worthy find.